happiness, there is no God but Allah, who we believe came in the person of Master Father Muhammad, who raised up for us the exalted Christ, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And I bear witness that those two men was able to raise up our modern time, Divine Warner, God, Messiah, and our miss. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It's in there three names I would like to greet you all with the greeting words of peace. We said in the Arabic language of Assalamu Alaikum. Today I want to play this uh, this lecture, kind of going off of what, what was being said yesterday by Brother Eric Thomas. I played a part of this lecture yesterday, but I said, man, I think this would be a good lecture to just let them see the whole thing, because I know everybody, you know, haven't seen it. So if you have uh, someone, let's invite our Christian family uh, out this morning. Matter of fact, let me send me a let me send me a text out. Well, I guess I sent my. Uh, let me text it to some of my family members. Let me text it to some of my family members. See if I can get somebody on this. <clears throat> yeah, go on, send this link out to somebody you know. Is the power of Christ in you? That's the message of the day. Is the power of Christ in you? Oh, this is going to be good. All right, this is going to be good. Sooner or later. All right, let's go. Let's get right to it. Let's bring up the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. The Torah, we thank him for Jesus and the Gospel. We thank him for Muhammad and the Quran. I give praise and thanks to him for his intervention in our affairs and raising up in our midst a divine leader, teacher, and guide the man who taught me religion the honorable Elijah Muhammad I greet all of you my dear and wonderful brothers and sisters with the greeting words of peace we say it in Arabic assalam alaikum but in English it means peace be unto you To my dear brother, friend, and great servant of God, and to all of you who are present today, the Reverend Clay Evans and the members of Ark, what a wonderful name. As the storm clouds of this world's destruction gather, we need an ark. And we need a man to call us into the ark. The ark was so simply built. Some scholars say it was a very crude ship. 
in the Holy Quran it says it was put together with planks and nails but it was floating on in our sight as a mercy no matter how simple things look when God is in it no one can destroy it we are gathered here today in this convention men and women who teach and preach to our people in particular and to all people in general but we are gathered together in a very perilous time as the scriptures tell us know that in the last days perilous times shall come and it talks about the characteristics of the people in the last days that men shall be heady high-minded traitors boasters treacherous it should be lovers of themselves it should be talking about God but denying the power we're in such a time this is Satan's world <clears throat> and Satan desires to take down all who believe in God John the Revelator said the devil has come down unto you having great wrath for he knows he has but a short time when Satan's time is short that means he will work doubly hard to destroy the house that is supposed to be the house of God yes, sir. Satan's desire is to make everyone in the house unworthy of him whom they claim to believe in this is why there's such a need for prayer and praise and proper preaching not just preaching but prayer sincere and praise but proper preaching proper preaching is preaching that is consistent with the time and the nature of things so that in the hour when Satan attacks the house and the people of God that you're preaching constantly keeps the servants of God fortified I'm so happy to be here with my dear brother and to be in church <laughs> because I call myself a Muslim but I am a Christian too and uh, 
Reverend Clay Evans is not the only Baptist in the house. <laughs> because I too feel that I have been baptized in a very special way. And I want to share this with you in the few moments that I have. This is such a serious subject. And our people are so in need of prayer. And so in need not to be praised, but so in need to praise. And they will be made fit for the kingdom if they get the proper preaching. For the proper preaching will revive. It will restore proper family life. And it will restore church life. And it will keep us reminded of spiritual values in a world that has gone materially crazy. All of us believe in the return of Christ. And the scripture teaches us that on his return or before his return, there would be certain signs of his return. All right. And he warns us not to be heedless of the signs. Yeah. Practically every sign that points to the return of Christ has already been fulfilled. So his return is imminent. But the question is, what will he find when he returns? And will we be in his favor? Because the scripture doesn't say he comes to preach. Hello. The scripture says he comes to execute judgment. And that judgment will begin first in the house of God. So just as it was when Moses went away to the mountain and came back, he first snatched his preacher, his representative, Aaron, and asked him, what were you doing? while I was gone look at the condition of my flock Aaron why did you set up a false god while I was gone did you not expect me to come back what you say so it is today we who are preachers are in a dangerous position because handling the word of God is nothing to be played with and the salvation of the people is nothing to be played with. Preaching Jesus Christ is not big business. Preaching Christ is serious. Because how we handle the word of God can sentence people to death or prepare them for eternal life. I know that's right. 
his return, how will he find his house? Is it really his house or has it been taken over? Because Satan is angry because he has but a short time and he's got everybody else. So why not attack the house of God? It reminds me of the book of Job. When the servants of God, sons of God, came to present themselves before God and Satan came also with them. Satan was hanging out with the sons of God. But the sons of God were not able to recognize Satan. They had been blinded somewhat. So when they got to the, uh, to the God, he spoke and asked, Whence cometh thou, Satan? I imagine the sons of God were shocked. What? Satan here too? <laughs> and he said, yes, I'm here. Whence cometh thou? I'm coming from up and down to and fro in the earth, seeking what I may devour. I've eaten up everything. I've devoured all your servants. Now listen. As a Christian, we are supposed to be a part of the body of Christ. We should have been consumed by Christ to become a part of his body. But Satan said, I've been walking up and down to and fro, seeking whom I may devour. Because some who think they're the body of Christ have already been eaten up by Satan. Some who think they're in the house of God have transformed the house of God into a house of demons. Why? Because the prayer is not right. It's it's made to be seen of men. The praise is not right. It's to be seen of men. Therefore, the preaching is not proper and is not saving souls, but is preaching for vain purposes. And that's why the house of God stands in need of revival and restoration. Why are you talking about revival and restoration if you were what you're supposed to be? You wouldn't need revival because Jesus is a constant reviver. If we were what we were supposed to be, we wouldn't need restoration for he is the restorer. And if you're one with him as he is one with his father, then you're in constant renewal. Constant revival because he said, I am the resurrection and the life. If you believe in me, though you are dead, yet shall you live. What's happening in the church that it needs revival? What's happening in the house of God that it needs restoration? What's happening to the men and women of God that they're preaching is not saving souls but condemning them to death and to eternal fire. On his return, they said we will see him coming in the clouds of heaven having great power. 
And they that pierced him will wail because of him. Because he's not coming to preach. That's what we were supposed to be doing. He's coming to judge. Well, as a spiritual person who has charge of a flock, I would really like him to be pleased with me. If we as his pastors are not making any demands on his flock that we conform to the standard that he has given us, then we are not we are not having a good prayer. All right, all right. And we're not really worthy of any praise because our preaching is not proper. Everybody in the world today said they love Jesus. It wasn't that way 2,000 years ago. But how much do you love him? See, if you love him, you do as he directs. That's right, that's right. Hello. That's true. If you love him, you have a personal relationship. That's true. If you love him, if you love him, he's always in your thoughts. If you love him, before you do anything, you ask, would he be pleased? If you love him, if you love him, you die that he may live in you. Two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. I think it's in the book of Galatians. Paul couldn't leave the people because Christ was not yet formed in them. Well, if Christ is formed in you, then God is formed in you. Then you become a little Christ with power. You're not powerless in his name well but if you don't have power to condemn sin if you don't have power to correct your own evil if you don't have power to inspire men and women to change in their life then Christ is not a power in you see we got his name we, we know his name we know a lot about him from the scripture but I'm talking about to be him. I ain't talking about to talk about him. I'm talking about living Jesus so that he becomes so real that when the people see you, they see him. When they hear you, they hear him. Then you don't have to talk about restoration. Everything around you is restored. You don't have to talk revival. Because everything around you is revived. You don't have to talk about spiritual values because you got them. You live them. 
You don't have to talk about family life because you got it. Yeah. Our father. Yeah. Let's start with father. We know that the black man is a destroyed man. He's not a good father. He's not a good husband. We're not good brothers to each other. Why? Because we really disconnected from our father. <laughs> you see, we talk about Jesus. <clears throat> yes, he's unique. Yes, he's matchless. Yes, he's incomparable. But don't use his birth as an excuse because when they asked him master would you teach us how to pray he said yes pray on this wise not my father yes sir our father well if the father of jesus is your father well yes and the father made jesus so special why aren't you Come on now. Our father. If he if he's our father, then Jesus is our elder brother. And then the same essence that's in Jesus is in you, is in me, is in her, is in all of us. And that's why the disciples said, How can you say you love God whom you have never seen? And hate your brother whom you see every day. Why did the master say, Inasmuch as you have not done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you have not done it also unto me? It is because the same thing that you praise in Jesus is buried in every one of those human beings that you see out there lost. So you got what to do? Pastor, it ain't just staying in the church shouting. You say you saved? How can you be if they are not? If you say you see, aren't you responsible for the blind? Then don't Tell me about your righteousness and your people are dying in sin and you walk by them to get here today. We got a lot of work to do. The greatest men and women in this country right now are the men and women of God. Not the president, not the governor, not the mayor, although we like to, you know, be seen with them. I had a meeting last night with the governor. I, I just came back from the White House. As though that's supposed to make the flock happy because you was at the big house. With the big Satan. With the big Satan. 
when you got fellowship with Christ, who is big after that? Come on now. All right. Yes, sir. We're talking good words, but we are far from living the good life. And so I'm afraid that on his return, we might be some of those saying, Lord, Lord, and he will say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. For I know you not. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be in that shape. I'm literally terrified of the Christ. <clears throat> because he intends to destroy this world. He don't come back <clears throat> with an olive branch. The book said he came back at the head of 10,000 and he had a sword in his hand and it was dripping with blood. Isaiah the prophet saw him coming treading the wine press alone. And if you ever seen a wine press, in the old days it was a big huge vat where they put the grapes in it. And you'd wash your feet and wash your legs and you would get in and, yeah. and tread yeah. the grapes down until yeah. your garment was red yeah. with the juice of the grape. Yeah. They saw him coming treading the wine press alone. Treading the wicked down yeah. under his foot. America is under divine judgment even as we speak. She's a great country, the greatest on earth, but she's not righteous. And she's not righteous because there are no preachers that will condemn her evil without fear. How can you be of Jesus Christ and afraid to speak his word? How can you be of Jesus Christ? And refuse to stand up for his righteousness and let everything and anything go on in the house of God and you wink your eye as though you saw nothing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Take your time. Take your time. Yes, sir. He don't want fornicators in the kingdom. I didn't say it. He said it. He don't want adulterers in the kingdom. He don't want effeminates in the kingdom. He don't want liars in the kingdom. Well then if we want to be a part of the kingdom, don't you think we got some straightening up to do? And how in the world can the people straighten up if the pastors don't straighten up? Yeah. Yeah. We're the shepherd. shepherd. Yeah. And if the shepherd ain't right, how can the people be right? Preaching Jesus is big business today. We can ride nice cars. 
We can wear nice suits. Help us. Wear fine shoes. We live from the good of the people. Because the people want God. And if they hear God's word coming out of our mouth, they don't feel there's nothing too good for us. But some of us get carried away with the material things. And we want more car, more home, more diamond, more fur. Well, that's fine. If you're doing the what? The shepherd is worthy of his hire. He who treadeth down uh, the corn is worthy of his oats. But let's not make preaching big business. That we out of vanity compete with one another. This one got a big church. He's seen all over the, the world. I'm going to be just like him. Why? Because I want what he got. I don't want God. I don't want Jesus. I don't want righteousness. I want what he got. So when I get a big church and a fine car, I can lay back now. Because I got what he got. I may have more followers than him, so I boast in my followers. But I have made one of them right. I become a wicked husbandman. Bringing in no fruit. See, this is a sobering message. I'm not talking to you alone. I'm talking to myself. Because all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. Paul said, the Jew and the Gentiles, they're all under sin. There's none righteous, no, not one. What do I look like compromising with the world? This is why the world don't like Farrakhan. I'm not trying to be loved by them. I want to be loved by him who is on his way. <laughs> I have the good things of life but I don't have them because that's all I'm seeking yeah I'm trying to make people better yes sir. and that's your job reverend yes sir. make people better if you find them in sin clean them up If you find them wrong, encourage them to do right. And encourage yourself to be an example of the righteousness that you preach. Help us, help us. We can't run through all the women in the church. I'm sorry. But I have to tell what God has put on my heart. I don't have no notes. that you can't leave the women alone yes sir the women come seeking God and you're not him take them to God make them decent don't come in the house of God with a skirt on up by your hips we don't want to see your thighs this ain't no sex show what's wrong with us 
preachers. We don't make our women act right. Do right. Dress right. You think Jesus would be happy looking up in your thighs? You come to church with your bosom all out. I ain't no baby. I ain't looking for no milk. Church become a fashion house now. Yes, Spend your time down at the water tower or some other fine building to come to church looking fine and fly. For what? Is that what Jesus want? No. Mm. The sons of God came to present themselves before God. Yeah. Yeah. And Satan came also with them. Whence cometh thou? I've been walking up and down, to and fro. Seeking whom I may devour. Well, the God knew he had devoured the sons of God. He never asked Satan about one of them. He said, have you considered my servant Job? He had already eaten them. He said, I got one. Thank you, sir. I got one you can't get. Yeah. And Satan said, oh, yeah, I get him too. Come on, come on. Here. You got that hedge around him, but remove that hedge and I'll make him curse you to your face. He said, let's make a deal. It's not behind what's behind the first door, the second door, the third door. Let's make a deal. He said, I'm going to remove the hedge and do anything to him you please. Just don't take his life. See, Job was a sign of Jesus. Satan had devoured everything. Have you considered my son? I got one that ain't going to bow. And because one is not going to bow, all that come under that one will be alive. As by one man, sin entered into the world, and death came also by sin. So by one man shall all be made alive. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so, yes, sir. And so, beloved, I'm, I'm inspired. Because I want the pastors to know I, I love you. I love you. And I know that there is no salvation for our people unless the preachers stand up strong. I know this. They've devoured everything and everybody. They got our leaders in their hip pocket. They tell our leaders where to go, how high to jump. We've become prostitutes for a few dollars. No pastor, no preacher of Christ should be undertaken for nothing. Never lose your independence. You got to be able to rebuke the president when he's wrong. 
You got to be able to rebuke the governor, the mayor, the attorney general, and everybody in political office. The preacher got to be clear. I know you And that's why the world has gone to hell and Satan is in power. Not only in the world, but he's crept in to the house of God unawares, bringing in strange doctrine and teaching. Now preachers are marrying lesbians and and homosexuals in the house of God. Come to us. Work on it now. Work on it. Work on it. Hollywood takes your great actors, Denzel, and make a Philadelphia story. Not just to glorify the sickness of AIDS, but to make homosexuality acceptable. So that you become afraid to speak about it. Evil has been made fair seeming. And so, our prayers have to be made more sincere. All right, all right. When the baby came from its mother's womb into a new environment, its first prayer was its cry. And that cry was not duplicitous. It wasn't insincere. It was frightened in a new environment. And it cried. That prayer, which is a cry, is universal. And that cry grows as the mind of the child grows into supplication. The child knows God through the mother. Mommy, I'm wet. Mommy, I'm hungry. Mommy, I need. Mommy, God is acting through you, mother. The prayer of the child is answered by you. Father goes out and works hard, hopefully. (laughs) And if father don't have a job, father can't walk around aimless on the corner because we got responsibility. But we've lost creativity, so we don't know how to create a job for ourselves. And we in the ministry are not showing our men how to do for themselves. All right, all right. But the father works, brings the money so that mother can answer the prayers of the child. But mother and father have another kind of prayer and supplication. They call out in the quiet of their room. To the Lord of creation 
to help them to provide for their family. God answers prayer. This whole universe is like the breast of a female. Come on, teacher. When the baby pulls on the breast of the mother, as long as mother is doing right by herself, something is there for the baby. And as long as you are right with God, you can pull on the universe and it will not withhold its blessings from you. So if you're poor, raggedy, and hungry, it's nobody's fault but your own. You better check out how you're connected. So in conclusion, God does not care about your blood family. Well, that's your family. But Christ came into the world to make a new family. A family greater than blood. A family united by spirit. That's why the church is so important. Every church is important. Yes, sir. Not as a business. No, yeah. all right. Yeah. No, no. But every church that handles the word of God properly takes men and women and makes a new family. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A better family than the family of the womb. But this is a family that comes out of the womb of Christ's suffering, his passion is what made us brothers. Boy, that's something. That is something. And if we, as his servants, not willing to suffer, we don't want no hurt in our lives. Let's play it safe. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I'm gonna go with the flow. Yeah, watch this. Watch this. They say they want Farrakhan in the mainstream. I don't want to be in no stream. <laughs> I want to go over Jordan. A river. See, I don't need no stream. I don't want to be in the mainstream. All the wicked is in that Don't count me with your foolishness. I will never compromise a principle of truth for no friendship with the world. I'll go to God alone because I didn't come in the world with no twin. And even if I had a twin, we didn't come the same time. One came before the other. So if I could come in the world by myself with God delivering me, then I can walk this earth by myself with God. 
I don't need friendship if that friendship will take me to hell. <laughs> Some of us don't want to be buked. We don't want to be scorned. We want to be praised by the wrong people. I would not mind a commendation from the mayor. I would not mind a common, uh, 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 some commendation from the governor. But if I got to compromise my principles to get a key to your lousy city, I would rather say that there's 12 gates to the city that I want to be a part of. <laughs> Let's go back home to our churches and let's create a family in Christ. Everywhere you look, you want to see him. You want to see him reflected in the men, reflected in the women, reflected in the children. Then that's a church with power to save. Then you want to go out in the world with that power. Like the master did. Go out in the highways and the byways. Tell the people in the church, don't come alone. Stop by and grab somebody and bring them to service with you Sunday morning. I'm tired of seeing you telling me that's your seat. I paid for this. Get up, get up out my seat. I'm the mother of the church. Well, if you're the mother, produce some babies. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Woo! Yes, Be sir. glad to get up out your seat and give it to a new one coming yeah. in the door. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Stand on the wall if you have to and let the new one sit down and become exposed to the word. Come on now. The mosque is full. So what? Every house of God should be full to running over. And when we meet each other in the street, we shouldn't be saying, oh, that's a Muslim, that's a Christian, that's a Baptist, that's a this. We should see the spirit of the living God moving in his people. And when we meet each other, we know each other. How do you know me? Not from Time Magazine. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yes, sir, yes, sir. How do you know me? You know me by the Spirit. I don't come before you with notes because I really don't need any. God has written the notes on the heart. And when a man is of God and from God, and is baptized in the spirit of God. He just has to open his mouth. And that's why the master said, don't take no thought about what you're going to say in that hour. Open up your mouth and I'll speak for you. And so my dear and beloved pastors, and to my big brother, the Reverend Dr. Clay Evans, a man I love and admire, and every time I'm sometimes flipping my dial and I catch 
his service. I can't turn my dial. That's right. That's right. That's right. If I see Reverend Thurston, I can't turn my dial. If I see Bishop Brazier, I can't turn my dial. I love good preaching. Yes, sir. Because it's good preaching that waters my soul. I'm listening for God and when you speak I'm listening to hear him tell me something yeah. that will help me be a better servant. Yes sir. Yes sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We need each other family. That's it. I'm under great trial now. Because there are those who fear the truth. And they're so afraid of Farrakhan because I will not bow down. All right, all right, all right. So they have a fiery furnace for me. And I've been in it for a long time, but one like unto the Son of Man is in there with me. Keeping the flames from burning me. Yes, sir. Some of you worry about me. I think you ought to worry about yourself. I'm safe. You think they're going to do something to me, but I'm telling you, I'm safe. You know why I'm safe? Because my refuge is in him. And I run to his bosom and curl up in his bosom. Because I know they can't get me there. I know they're after me, but they can't get me there. They're angry with me. Because I dare to criticize them for their evil done. I can't help it. If you are from Jesus, then you must reprove the world of sin and of judgment because it didn't believe in him. Come on. The Jews don't believe in Jesus. All right. All right. Talk to me. They have not accepted him as Messiah, nor have they even accepted him as a prophet. Therefore, the New Testament don't even count with them. That's right. That's right. That's right. That is right. Yes, sir. Go ahead. That's right. This Bible say in the book of Revelation, those who say they are Jews and are not, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. I am a Jew. Yes. And you are a Jew. The true Jew, Paul said, is not by the circumcision of the male organ, but the true Jew is not the Jew outwardly, but the Jew inwardly by the circumcision of the heart. I'm a Jew because my heart has been circumcised. Yes, sir. I'm a Jew. I want to be chosen of God. I'm a Jew. Yeah. Yes. So how can I be anti-Jew and a Jew at the same time? They say Jesus. 
Jesus was a Jew. That's right. That's right. Come on, talk to that's me. Right. Yeah, yeah. But when Jesus met the Jews, he had a controversy with them. Yes, he did. In the book of John, the eighth chapter, Jesus said to the Jews, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And the Jews said to Jesus, How come you say, I shall be made free, when we have never been in bondage to any man? Then the Jews said, We are Abraham's seed. And Jesus answered, saying, Well, if you are Abraham's seed, you will do the works of Abraham. They said, God is our father. They said, Jesus said, if God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth from God. He said, but I know you. You are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father you shall do. He was a liar and a murderer from the beginning. Jesus, the scripture said, was a Jew, but he was not that kind of Jew. He was a Jew to open up a new door that all could be chosen. That nobody could say, I'm the chosen by myself, but all could be chosen if you would just be circumcised of the heart. I'm going to close, pastors. I'm going to close on this word of circumcision. The male organ is the instrument of life. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Teach, teach, dog. And when the foreskin of the male organ is not circumcised all right all right it makes it difficult for it to be clean yeah so cutting the foreskin away from the male organ allows it to be constantly washed so that disease in the secret place will not multiply so that when that instrument enters where it was made to enter to produce life, disease doesn't come along with it. Teach, minister. What you say? So it is with the heart. Well, and this is why when you see pictures of the master, you sometimes see him with his heart, his chest open, and his heart exposed because he had no secrets the heart is the secret place where all the thoughts of men are conceived it is like the male organ it is a secret part that only God knows the secrets of the heart come on here come on here People of God can play God, can play righteous, but as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if the heart is not washed constantly, then the word spoken from a diseased heart will ill affect 
the people who hear the word of God. So when Paul said the Jew is not the Jew outwardly, but the Jew inwardly by the circumcision of the heart, the word of Jesus Christ cuts away the foreskin. It opens up the man to confess his sins. Yeah. Say say teacher. And if the pastors would go in their secret place and talk to God and confess our faults. He already knows them, but we have to confess them openly. And let him wash us. Wash us. Yeah. As Jesus said, wash and be clean. Yeah. He ain't just talking about washing your body. Wash the secret place. Where all the vanities and the lusts and the vain imaginations wow. start poisoning the word of God. So we preach for applause. We preach to see the old lady in the back who's, who wants Jesus jump up and run to the front and fall out. We preach for people to say how wonderful we are. That we preached and left them in the same condition that we found. But you see, when you preach right, you prick the conscience. It may not be considered your best sermon. Because the church may get a little quiet. You see, because I'm touching something in you today that needed to be touched and I'm making you reflect on yourself and reflect on how when he comes, how he's going to find you, how he's going to find me, how he's going to find us. So preacher, purify the heart and let the word of life come through. The organ has to stand up. And so must we stand up for Christ. Would you sing it? Stand up. Stand up for Jesus. You soldiers of the cross. Well then, stand up. Stand up. A soldier of the cross. Lord have mercy. Stand up. Even if the world don't like it, stand up, preacher. That's right. Don't preach no watered down gospel. Preach it straight. Call it like it is in the name of God, and He will touch the people's hearts. Stand up. Soldiers of the cross. A pastor came to the house and said, Farrakhan, you on the cross? I say, Yes. I said, but being on the cross is what raises others to consciousness. I said, the more I suffer, the more people get angry and say, why are they doing this to the brother? I know the brother. I know the brother's not like that. So let's all get our cross. Yeah. All right. Must he bear the cross alone? And all the world go free? There's a cross for everyone. And there's a cross for me. So don't worry about the crown. Grab your cross. The crown don't come before the cross. The crown come after the cross. Grab your cross. Stop being a safe preacher. 
preach like the master preach and they'll buke you. They'll scorn you. They'll persecute you. They'll revile you. They'll say all manner of evil against you falsely. But rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. So did they, the prophets that were before you. So pray and give a proper praise. And let's have some proper preaching. And let's revive the house of God everywhere we go. Let's make the church alive again. Make it the center of our community. Help the men and the women to come back to family values. And you can't have a family unless God is the head. Christ is the head. Then father under Christ. Then woman under man. Then children under mother and father. But if the woman want to be the boss. And the father want to be the mother. We in trouble. We in trouble. Every woman will submit to a man who got Christ as his head. That's right. yeah. So if you got Christ as the head, then be the head in yeah. your house. That's right. And woman conform, and let the children conform to that's righteous right. parents. Right. Then we got strong family values. Yeah. God bless us all. God that's bless Dr. Clay Evans and all. Thank you. Lord. family press to number one if y'all got something that you would like to share minister took us to church Ooh, he took us to church on that one press to number three in the comment section if you got something that you would like to share that stood out for you you can't have family if god isn't ahead all right, we're going to start off with uh, Brother brother Wesley. Go ahead. Assalamu alaikum, family. Wa alaikum uh, salam. This is, this, is a great, this is a great one today, brother. Because um, yesterday, following up on that execution, and then when you, you get to that point where you're thinking, I want to execute, but do I have the power or the means to execute? And you do. Um, and it, it, the points that, that stuck out to me was that uh, the power that, that Jesus always relied on is that he came from the Father. So we, how can we feel so small if, if, if Allah created Jesus and we, and we looking at any of our leaders, if he's been able to back them, why can't we feel the same power and feel it backed as well? And then the same thing with the crown comes after the cross. That thing hit, that hit very hard on me as well because a lot of times I do worry about the crowd I do worry about the perception of myself and trying to do right, not be perfect, um, not say the wrong thing, um, not offend people. But the truth needs no defense. Just speak the truth and do do what's right. Do the work. Help people. That's that's the real purpose of it. And it just follows up on pick up your cross. Don't worry about the crowd. So I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the lesson today. Assalamualaikum. Alaikum salam. Praise be to Allah. Next, we got Brother King Cam. See if we can get him unmuted. I 
don't see her no more. Oh, King came in. Go ahead. Yes, sir. I saw him Well, like Salam. Um, man, I just want to say, brother, that that, that message right there, it, it hit home on so many, uh, on so many different levels because it really forces us to really take a look in the mirror at, at ourselves as far as those who want to be leaders in the community, those who are in the ministry, you know, uh, those who are just striving to just be better uh, in their own household. So it was really, like the minister said, a sobering message for us to really reflect on ourselves and what it is that we're trying to accomplish. Are we, you know, uh, one of the figures because of material things, we want a big house and a big car, or is it because we want to be able to help many people is it because we want to be able to help and support many families you know do we want to be able to uh, teach well and preach well because we want applause from the crowd or is it because we want to lift our people in consciousness so that they come so that they leave knowing more than they came in the doorway so it was really a uh, message for us to reflect and look at ourselves and i i think that was a blessing so this was a really good one i saw that Alaikum Salam. In other words, what is our motive? What is the motive? Uh, that lecture, I don't know what the actual lecture is called, but it's called Best Preaching Ever. Farrakhan Speaks at Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church on YouTube. What the actual lecture is called, I, I don't recall. Next, we got Brother J10. Please, family, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, so it's two things I got out of that. Um, one of the things that I got out of that is um, just like, like me personally, me personally, um, I wanna, I wanna be like the minister as far as um, getting that word to my people, like bridging that gap. But I had to ask myself, do I want to be like the minister because uh, so many people like look up to him and things like that? Or, or like, well, why do I want to be like the minister? And that, and I, I believe why I want to be like the minister. It's not nothing because of anything material, but it's just because me personally, I'm, I'm searching, uh, 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 I'm searching for that connection with God, and He like that perfect example. It's just like I, I can't, even, I don't even have the words to explain it. But that leads to my next thing. Um, that leads to my next thing. Like, um, when it comes to, like He said, picking up that cross. Um, I want to be a leader when it comes to my people, but I can't be, it's going to be some struggle with that. Like, like, for example, I can't be worried about, oh man, what is he talking about, man? This, this guy sound lame and, that, and uh, or, or a family member not hearing what I'm saying, because I got an aunt, she married to her husband. He's in church. Um, her, his father is, is a, um, a preacher and, um, I had, I was just trying to, I thought I was going to have a conversation with them about God. And I was just telling them about me, you know, uh, some of the things I was learning about the teachings. And I just figured if we come from God and I just noticed that in Genesis in the Bible, that if you take sis off Genesis, it says gene. And if God is our father and, and that, that make us the little G's. So when I explained it, when I was explaining that to her, she kind of like frowned up and looked at me and she told me like to get out of her house, you know, and, and, and it kind of hurt me. I'm just like, like what? But that was just my uh, like grand witness to when it comes to learning because I'm a baby when it comes to the teachings. But 
when it comes to that, it, it, it's not no easy path. And am I willing to take on, pick up that cross? Or am I just trying to get the crown? That's just what I got from it. That's all. That's deep because uh, that makes me think about in closing the gap, the minister is asked about the price of redemption. And I want to read it. He said, the person who is given the task of redemption is a person who is willing to pay the price of redemption. He says, what is the price of redemption? The price is that your love must approach the love of Allah, God, that you may be long suffering because without long suffering, you interrupt the process by which the people are redeemed. He says, consider the quality of being slow to anger. You could return like for like if you are a redeemer or if you are following a redeemer, returning like for like would not be sin but it would injure the process by which the sinner would eventually come to redemption and i know many of us we fall victim to that often you know returning life for life they coming at me i'm finna come at them i ain't finna be looking like no punk we ain't weak i get it but if we can keep the 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 redemption process as our goal them being redeemed as our goal, us understanding that they are just simply acting other than themselves at the forefront of our mind, it makes that process easier. And turning the other cheek is exactly what that means. Turning the other cheek is not punch me in my right cheek. Okay, well, shoot, go and get you a right hook in on my left cheek. No, that ain't that ain't what that means. <laughs> In Islam, you we, we fight with those who fight with us. You punch me in mine, I'm finna try to punch you in yours. But turn the other cheek is when you're striving to redeem the person and they come at you with a uh, negative word, a negative spirit. I'm coming to you with a final call or I'm coming to you with a message or I'm coming to you to unite and you ain't trying to hear that S word or man, get the F out of my face or da da da. You're not meeting them with that aggression. You're not meeting them with that attitude. You're yes, sir, brother. You have a, you have a good day. And what they are see is wow, man, that brother different. That's just a different, but you're not doing it because you're weak. You're doing that because you know, that is the process and the price that you have to pay to redeem a person who has been made other than themselves. So that's a great point, man. Are we willing to bear what it took the minister to get where he is? So many of us see him now, but man, if we knew what he's going through, going through and going through, uh, not that we'll change our mind, but it's like you'll say, man, damn, let me. Let me get prepared. I ain't rushing the process that it takes. I may want to get to the destination, but I ain't rushing the problems that he got to go through on my life. So uh, that's something to that's something to consider. Uh, next, we have brother uh, brother. Is it brother Emmanuel? Oh man, can you hear me, brother? We can hear you loud and clear. Oh, assalamu alaikum, man. The minister took he, he bust heads on this one, didn't he? Man, that 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 part that touched me is man, he said 
being on the cross is what brings others to consciousness. Mm. That right there took me. And I think the other brothers before me spoke, and he said that 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 is is his anti-attack. And most of the time, the attack while we on our cross and while we striving and trying to stand upright and getting the other out of ourselves, murdering ourselves for the sake of the people that we love, our family is going to be the ones that, 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 that help put more burden on that cross that we can for ourselves. I bear witness to that myself because I didn't went through it. Your family be the first ones to attack you because you love them the most and you want to see them be better. Because you striving to be better, but sometimes, like the minister said in this sermon, in this lecture, that your family can't go with you all the time. He'll create another family outside of the family you were born into. Man, but I can keep going all day, but that 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 right there hit me upside the head. And it, and it got me fired up this morning, because I know the cross ain't nothing but lifting the consciousness of the people that's around. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Sister Brianna. Assalamualaikum, everyone. So this was a really good one. They always say he comes right on time. <laughs> Yesterday, my sister sent me a video where this preacher is saying, well, my book is better than your book. And I'm like, well, we read both books and none of God's books are higher or lower than the next one. They all come from one source. And when he says, when you preach right, you prick the consciousness. I believe that's what he said. That's heavy because one of the things that we are here to do is to wake our people up. And you may not get them right now, but as long as you're planting the seed, as long as you're living your word, then you're doing your job. Yesterday, my mom's like, y'all are not going to see eye to eye, so why do you keep trying with her? I'm like, it's not about seeing eye to eye. It's just about understanding where each other are coming from. Because if, if I'm telling you two plus two equals five, and Ma, you know it's four, you're going to try to help me see why it's four. We don't argue the truth, of course, but we still try to help our people. Right. Because something that is really big is that she's like, well, the red came from God or Jesus. I honestly don't know which one. And I'm like, well, the book is tampered with. And she agrees with that. She said, but the red's not tampered with. I'm like, all right. So let's think about this logically. <laughs> if you think that the book is tampered with, why would they be so holy <laughs> to not tamper with the red in the writing of the Bible? Right. And God gives us the answers. Everything is mathematics. So if you don't have the answer, if one of your biggest responses is, oh, well, only God knows, then why would he give us books if only he has the answers? He wants us to understand. He wants us to help each other. And, you know, I love getting challenged because it helps me strengthen what I know or it helps me go learn something that I need to. And the struggle or burden or whatever will be on us. But we're doing the work like that's part of it. So even when those challenging times do come, it helps knowing that this is part of the process. 
And if you're not getting tried, then the devil's happy with you. <laughs> right? So, um, that's all we got for today. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for sharing. If you only know that. I want to play something from the minister real quick uh, that's going to speak to this process of redemption. Something that I wanted to add to what you just said was, what I notice is we always want to compare the books, but we are books as well. And inshallah, in the near future, we won't be comparing the differences between Bible and Quran. We'll be comparing our books because our life is a book. Damn, which of these books is right? How are we living it? You know, um, because we, same way you messing up in this good book that you say is perfect. I'm messing up probably in this book. So how about we get our books together? Piece our books together and see, and, and, and let's compare that because the books say uh, you can tell a tree by the fruit that it bears. And oftentimes we're intellectually masturbating over which one is better than the other, which one is more divine, which one came before and all this. And we do the same thing with organizations. Well, you know, Prophet Noble Ali came before the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. They got that from MSTA or, or they got that from Market. I don't, man, I don't care. We got it from Pookie from, from, from Friday. If it's good for us, so what? Who came first? Are we following it is what we should be thinking about. Are we following it is what we should be asking about. So we are the books. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, I study the book of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Mm-hmm. But let's listen to this price of redemption that the minister mentions when he's talking about the meaning of FOY. I think this would be good for brothers, uh, but also sisters as well. But if you come with a peaceful expression, if you come with a heart filled with love for your people who have never been loved by anybody except God and his apostle, then you come in the spirit of a savior. You come in the spirit of a redeemer. A redeemer is one who is willing to pay a price to redeem someone or something that he loves. If we love our people, then we have come forward to pay whatever price is absolutely necessary to pay to redeem all of our people from the grip of Satan. Is that right? We are saviors. We are redeemers. So we say in our prayer, my prayer, my sacrifice, my life, and my death is what? It is all for Allah. It is all for Allah. Well, what do you mean it's all for Allah? It is all for his will. And what is his will? His will is that the dead must be raised to life. But how will the dead be raised? The truth must be gotten to them. And how will the truth be gotten to them? The truth must be put in vessels that will carry it to the lost and found. Knock on their door with a friendly face, 
a face of a savior, alive and alert, knowing that his brother is a savage and is crazy acting. And the savior knew that, but he walked among us for three and one half years, didn't he? Among a savage people, we weren't too filthy for him to come among us, to knock on our door, to walk in and sell us silks and different things so he could get a chance to teach us of this amazing word that he himself had brought to save us and redeem us from the clutches of a brutal beast. You are a savior, black man. You're not a destroyer, you are a healer. You're not a killer, you're a savior. Oh, wait a minute, now I'm, I'm getting in shape. Stay in shape. But hide your power. Stay in shape, but don't parade power. Parade the fact that you are a savior of your people. Don't make your people afraid of you. Make them come towards you. Be warm and friendly. You know? Be courteous to your people. Be loving and kind to them. Yes. That's what wins them because for 400 years they have known nothing but people talking to them hard, talking to them mean. Now you know that we are savages, so we got to be patient with our people. So brothers, you got to study. And the more you study the words, teachings, philosophy, program of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you grow into the mind of a savior. And when people see you coming, they act as though a savior has come in their midst. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the cool part about this is that all of y'all who come on here every morning, <clears throat> you now have that responsibility on your shoulders. Because if they out there don't know and we learning it now, that which will raise them, now that blood is going to be on our hands if we don't take it out there to them. So every morning that we coming on here, we being, duty is being put on our shoulders. What is the duty of the civilized man? So as we are civilizing ourselves and we're learning this knowledge that is growing us in character, growing us in spirituality, growing our mentality. And it's all that is going to be a, Something that leads to us building our finances and building our families and building our businesses. We got to go out there, man, with that, with that, with that spirit, with that mindset, with that patience uh, to be able to deal with everything that they're going to respond with. Because they're going to respond with some crazy stuff. Uh, speaking of, I know Brother Wesley, I saw, I don't know if I saw it last night or this morning, he was asking about the Twitter spaces. We are going to be inviting you all to another group. For y'all who want to participate on this Twitter spaces to be able to dialogue and engage with our people. So we do have the telegram made. So we're just putting together a process so everything is organized for when we start to go into clubhouses and the spaces and things of that nature. Um, next person who pressed the number three. Nope. Brother Winford pressed number one. Go ahead, Brother Winford. Is he still on? It don't look like he's still on. All right. 
Anybody else have something that they would like to share? You can press three at this time or one. All right. For those who are watching on Facebook and YouTube, remember, you can join us every morning on Zoom so that you can give your feedback. You can text the word nation to the number 833-276-7174. Again, you can text the word nation to 833-276-7174 and it's going to respond to you with the Zoom link and the passcode. We meet every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Sister Yasina, go ahead. Hi, Salaikum. Walaikum Thank you for this. Uh, Brother Wesley uh, actually sent the link this morning. Um, One of my favorite quotes in the Bible is from Paul, and the minister referenced it, which is uh, Jesus said, I die daily. Mm. And I use that in my day-to-day life. Um, and it always hits home for me because uh, I don't know if you know, but I, uh, I had a, so years ago, I, I, I was rendered unconscious and I have what's called retrograde amnesia. So a lot of things from my past, I don't, I can't recall. And um, I spent a lot of time trying to get that information back until it just hit me one day after having a conversation with someone that sometimes, you know, God, the Lord works in mysterious ways, <laughs> you know, that's saying, but that what Allah has done is doing is he's writing new chapters in my life and on my heart. So like Paul, I, I, I just, every day is a new day and it's a, a better day and a perfect day for me to become one with Christ. One with Allah is my walk. Perfect. No, but I pray that in the end that my, my walk, my journey, and the good that I do will be a testament of my faith. So this was a good one for me because it just remind, it was a reminder that, as the minister said, we all have a cross to bear. But it's how we handle our cross, how we hold that cross up, that would be the testament of our faith in Allah and our faith in ourselves. Mm. Because if we are not willing to stand the test of time, if we're not willing to allow Allah, to allow circumstances to purify us, Mm. then we're no better than those who profess with their lips what they don't do in their in their daily life and what's not in their hearts. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs, as a man, a woman, thinketh in his heart or her heart, so is he or she, as the minister referenced. 
So that dying daily is the purification of the heart as well, the, the purification of the mind. And it's that what, you know, that slogan, what would Jesus do? Right. So in every situation that we find ourselves in, big or small, how we deal with that situation, we should have it in our mind. What would Jesus do? Thank you. Assalamualaikum. Walaika salam. You don't woke. You don't woke, Sister Kava. Go ahead, Sister Kava. Yes, I was. I was over here working. I wasn't gonna say anything this morning, but she did indeed wake me up. Praise be to Allah. Um, I was just thinking in the portion where he was saying that pulling on the universe. And if we're connected to the God, that there is something that we can pull on in the universe. And going back to yesterday, listening to um, the brother when he was talking about execution and he was using the word miracles. What type of miracles are you creating for yourself? for your family so that other people can be a witness so that they could be attracted to God. So listening to the minister, we see that our cross attracts and wakes people up. And then also the miracles attract and wake others up. But I was thinking about those miracles and thinking that, you know, sometimes we think that it's, it's spooky but it's really what we put in and out in the universe that we're able to then pull on the universe to receive it back. And it appears as a miracle, but it is something that we've already by even our thoughts. So a lot of times it's like, okay, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yes, we're taking action, but our thoughts are actions as well. And they carry energy. And that's why prayer is, um, you know, so important. Of course, prayer without works is dead, but prayer is so important. But we can put out into the universe so that we are able to, um, you know, pull on that universe and receive something back. So as a sister was speaking on what would Jesus do? What is the mind of Christ? What is, what is it that? we're putting out into the universe where we can pull on it and appear as, wow, look at this miracle. So that, that's all that I had to say on that. I wonder why, what is it about the cross y'all that raises the consciousness? I wonder what is it about the cross? Cause ET made a point. And the miracles, he, it's in the scripture. Once he, once he had, once he did the miracle, now I believe. But what, what, what is it about the cross? Us bearing our cross, or seeing someone bear their cross, that raise our consciousness. Brother William Two X, go ahead. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikum salam. Um. What stuck out to me was uh, when the minister spoke of the circumcision of the heart and 
it stuck out because our hearts need to be disease-free in order for us to go into the books. As you stated, self, the book with itself, to produce life that is dis-ease-free. Um, that's, that really just hit home with me. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Yes, sir. Brother Wesley. You asked that question. That, that really that really struck with me as well. Because so, I think about, like, even like in the music culture as well, we, we like those come-up stories. We like to see people come from nothing and become something. So that bearing that cross, seeing someone go through struggle and still persevere and stay stand strong on their on their principles on their square, being able to see that inspires those who who know they can do do better as well. I know for me, I've always used just like with, with Kobe and things like that. We, he always speaks about not looking at the end result, not looking thinking about the eighty one points. Is what you did to get to that point that 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 work that was put in. So being able to see someone bear that struggle that pain endure, just like seeing the minister be able to endure unnecessary hatred, unnecessary disrespect when all, all he strives and has been doing is been teaching us and guiding us in the right path and being able to see these type of stories always inspires us. And it should. And I know for me, it inspires me to speak more of my truth, speak more of, of what I know and start where I'm at so that I can also um, follow that lead as well to be able to help our people. Man, that's deep, right? Now, here's my second question, because I see people bearing witness in the comment section. Yes, sir. Yes, that's it. Yes. What about everybody else? Do y'all agree on, on, on Facebook and YouTube and on the Zoom? Do y'all all agree with that? That it's about, man, I see that come up story. I see God working in their life. I see where they started you know, they were struggling and now, you know, they, they, they on the up now. I see where they at now. Okay. Okay. Now here's my question. If that is so, why are we afraid to put ourselves out there when we're struggling? If we know that is true, you know that what, when you see other people do that, man, I'm inspired by that. Man, I needed that. Why are you afraid to pick up your cross? What's stopping you from picking up your cross and you only want to talk about or you're waiting until you get there? Because if we wait until if you wait until you get there to start telling your story. Now, I didn't see the come up story. I didn't see you bear your cross. I didn't see you struggle. What is it? And somebody say fear, vulnerability, being ashamed. Well, then I have to think about, do we believe that God will work it out for us? Do we really have faith and believe that God will work it out for us? Because if I know this is the process that will help raise their consciousness, I know people like a good come up story. I know this will be inspiring. Hey, here I am. And it's just my thinking. This is me. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. Come off the mic. If I press one, if I'm wrong, or, or if you just want to add in, but I would be only afraid 
if I don't believe that he going to work out this problem and bring about my salvation. If I know this is a part of the work of God, picking up my cross. See, I know this will raise the consciousness. What am I, what am I, you know, what am I afraid of? Why am I afraid to be vulnerable? Why am I afraid to show, hey, this is where I was, but watch what God is about to do in my life. Or am I a little really skeptical? Am I a little unsure about what God is about to do in my life? I don't know. Just questions. What's y'all thoughts? Um, let's see. Uh, let's see who we got that press three. Go ahead, brother. Uh, Rashid Ali. What's your thoughts? Assalamu alaikum. That's the, that's the same thing I be saying. I be trying to tell people, I be like, you know, it's because they, you don't really had a faith in it. You know, like be, if you really don't, cause a lot of us, you know, don't really know the power of God, you know, and how he worked. Cause we all have been like, oh, he worked in mysterious ways, this, that, and the third, you know, but it, that's what it really comes down to is right there is the faith. You know, you don't, you know, you got to trust them, you know, and that's what like with a lot of things, like even when I be like, damn, like, like, damn. And I'd be telling my lady, I'm like, you know, it's all right, you know, just chill out, chill out, you know, God, God got us watch, you know, watch, you know, and then long as you, keep doing what you're supposed to be doing, he's going to be right there behind you, you know. But most of the time, a lot of us lose faith in that, you know, in that process. Like, I, that's what I'm trying to get everybody out of saying, you know, oh, I'm going through difficult times. No, you ain't going through difficult times. You're being purified right now, you know. God may be removing some bad habits, people, etc. you know. So we got to start looking at it like that. But when we get in them bad times, you know, you get down, and as soon as you get up, then now you want to show your car, house, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, you want to show off. But during that downtime, you don't want to show off, and that's due to, like you was just saying, it's all about your faith. Do you really believe in God? And that's what I tell, you know, all believers, whichever, you you Christian, Muslim, whatever, I'd be like, how deep is, how deep is your faith? Do you really trust God? You know, because it's a story. I don't know really how the story go, but the minister say it's like with the wise man. And it was something like with a boat in. I don't really got the story all the way down. Y'all probably know what I'm talking about, but it's with the boat in. Then he told him to sink the boat. And then the wise man, you know, he, I mean, the man, I wish I had that story down. But, man, this is like I said, you just got to have that faith and just trust, you know. So that's that's about it, man. Assalamu alaikum. Well, yeah, Moses didn't have a comprehensive knowledge. He he knew that someone was coming, I think, to attack those who had the boat. So as the boat sank, it worked out basically for their greater good. But on the surface of it, because we're looking surface level, that we only saw the bad. Same with killing of the, the child. The child was going to grow up and pretty much deviate or go against the... Um, uh, the parents and he was like you you know basically he knows what we know not in all times that's that's the thing we want to be I think perfect and I'm trying to look for this video where he say, uh the minister is breaking down how no matter what we've gone through no matter what has happened 
with the right attitude, it can it can work out for the greater good. And what we got to realize is the minister the other day, he said, whenever I look at us, I'm never disappointed because he know the world we've been shaped in. He know what we have gone through. And many of us, I think, because we're not 100% perfect, I guess we, we fear the condemnation. We fear the rejection. But to me, even in our imperfection, with the right attitude, it still brings about the will of God because you're not the only one who's not perfect. It's almost like when the minister said, if Jesus' father was a spook, we would, we would say, hey, how can I follow him? Your father ain't no physical man. So even in your mistake that you made, somebody's going to be able to latch on and relate to you and say, man, I made that same mistake or I went that same route. I can relate to you because I don't I don't know about all this. I may I went this way. Everybody else over here saying it, but I can. And then you bring you you bring in the God still in your way. It's like when you're living in the street life, there are certain brothers that has been reformed that used to live in the streets. There's some brothers, they can't relate to the brother who went to college, got straight A's, never been through nothing. They may cling to the brother who lived that lifestyle because I can relate to you. And then that's still his pathway to get to the same destination. Sister Kavai, what's your thoughts? Yes, sir. Um, I think that the fear um, is natural in the beginning. It says perfect love casts out fear. Mm. But we go through those moments of fear until we have a testament, a testimony, until we walk out on faith. So our faith increases as we um, go through something and get through something. Then we have a testimony. Then we can say, oh, we got through it. So that's why it's important to see a lot in everything, even in the little things. Um, you know, sometimes we want to act like, well, we don't have fear. We'll have fear and go through it anyway. I have been made afraid. Okay, so once you're made afraid, what is it that you do? And that's why um, the cross because if we look at the cross, even if we're looking, you know, at the, the movie and we're looking at the blood and the, the, the crown, the thorns of crown on the head, that's a scary thing to be looking at for, especially someone who is supposed to be good, you know, um, the son of God. And he's going through all of that. But yet he has faith and then we believe that he gets through it. So, um you know, when we're looking at other people and like you said, we see them get through it. It gives us as a guidance or a reminder that we can get through it, number one. And then two, once we go through some things and get through it, then we'd be like, oh, man, no, I, I mean, you can't tell me nothing. It was a, like a little video. And it was saying how people talk about God. And and um, <laughs> one of the little skits was saying you know, you can't tell me nothing about my guy. He don't play about me, you know. And so as we grow through things, then that fear is removed from us. 
and we and we grow into faith. Yes, ma'am. Well, I found the videos, brothers and sisters. Here it is. Check it out. And since by nature we are born curious, then you leave them to experiment, and the result is pregnancy or unwanted pregnancy, then abortion, or a baby is born, but there's no compatibility there with the person who, who is the father of that child, and the young child has to suffer now through that. But good can come out of that. You don't have to worry about it. Good, God makes good come out of whatever you think is wrong. God will bring good out of it if you have the right attitude toward it. You should never destroy your children because they made a mistake. Embrace them. But they have to learn now the hard way. What am I saying? The law of nature is bigger than a commandment. Look at that. Look at that. Now, many of us, religious or whatever the case may be, let our children go out there and have this and do this with somebody that they're not married to and have an abortion. We have, look at the minister. Embrace them. God can make good out of any of it with the right attitude. So do we have the right attitude when we're going through our life trials, when we're going through things where we done messed up or our friend done messed up, our brother, our mother, our father, somebody done messed up. Do we have the right attitude when we're looking at it? Do we judge them, condemn them? Well, I don't think we can judge, but make judgment on them and condemn them. Or do we look for the good in it? Or do we look at what could come out of it? Not if somebody kills somebody. What a good it. I mean, you know what I mean. God's working with the right attitude. Sister Brianna, go ahead. Assalamualaikum. Well, to the to the first question, I was going to say that sometimes we can have faith in God, but not enough faith in ourselves. Even mm. though the saying goes. You can't love God without loving yourself first. Mm. Because no matter how much confidence we may have in ourselves or like, I know if I put my mind to anything, I can do it. We also have those little bit of insecurities or doubts in our mind. And I think that's what gets in the way. It's not even really a God thing. It's a us thing. That's also why I brought up that quote that you can't really love God without fully loving yourself and believing in yourself at that. So I think ourselves have a lot more to do with it than anything else. Mm. So we lack belief in ourselves. That's interesting. Do y'all think it's more inspiring to watch somebody go through it and come through it or for them to give their testimony afterwards? You could just put it in the comment section. So as y'all give these answers, some may say afterwards, whatever the case may be is for you, but I'm only asking this. So as you're trying to redeem someone, these are the ingredients. Like when we think about the ingredients, I'm going to just be honest for me. 
it's not just the teachings that attracted me to the minister. I'm sorry. It ain't man, I'm teaching power, boy, that word, boy, that, that book I read. No, it was that. And, oh, I'm learning about a man who sacrificed. Man, he went through that. Ooh, he did that. Oh, my goodness. They tried to do. Man, COINTELPRO did what? Oh, my goodness. He had funny papers. He had to fill it up. His Oh, man, they was homeless. Oh, man, they was eating beans every day. Uh, that that we don't we don't even probably consciously think about it, but all of that is why we love the minister, not just because of the word. If it was just the word alone, let's just be honest. We'll love everybody that got the word. Let's just keep it. Listen, let, let's stop all the being political. Somebody can come up and say the same thing the minister said, and we're gonna be like that. We'll be looking at him. But if the minister said, we'll be like, oh, good. You heard what he just said? But this brother right here said the same thing. But it's just the way. It, it, it's the path, it's the conviction, it's the knowing his life, knowing his background, what he's been through. So when he said it just hit a little different. Come on now, let's keep it real now. Y'all know we like to try to be like, you know, it, it, it's the longest it's the truth. Everything is from a lie. I know, I get it. But at the same time, when we hear them, that's why when the minister come on, there are thousands is watching. He's saying the same teachings. But it's now, nah, but when he say it though, it's it just hits. It's because it's it's also because we know his background, the suffering that he's had to go through to be able to resurrect this word, to be able to deliver it to us. So think about that. Your impact on somebody, that's that's gonna be a part of the process, what you've been through and how the teachings affected you and how the teachings got you out of that and how the teachings like that story is a part of the process of redemption. So just wanted to say that as we talk about the process of uh the process of uh the process of redemption and uh how to fish. And the minister minister talked about he wanted to teach us how to make a convert, not how to make money. How to make a convert. And if you follow me better, you won't have to worry about your expenses. Y'all heard him say it. So I ain't saying be vulnerable about everything. Hey Amen. I whooped my children yesterday. Hey Amen. Me and my wife got into it. You ain't got to go all deep like that. But, you know, just every now and again, drop on what God is doing for your life because it is inspiring. Especially when somebody really going through something. And they know, man, somebody else went through that too. I'm going to be, I do it all the time. I, when I'm going through this, I go search for people that's going through the same thing. Because it just, because sometimes you can feel like, damn, I'm the only one going through this. Good God almighty. And when you hear somebody else talk about, oh, man, that's just a part of the process. Oh, I went through that years ago. Oh, man, this is, it's like, it just, it just, it just, lit. it make you light. So share your journey, man. Let let the people know what the God is doing in your life. I know it's going to be people looking for negative things that you do. They do it to me all the time. They wait for me to do something wrong. But it's somebody watching saying, man, I'm inspired. I'm inspired. I was this too. I dropped out of college too. And it'd be really small things that we don't even think about. Like you may have overcame, you lost your car and got a new car. You, you may say, oh, that ain't nothing, but somebody going through that and they have they lost their car and have no idea what to do. They finna lose their mind. And for you, because of your faith, you see, 
We think that we got to have this super duper faith to deal with the big thing. Maybe you're not there yet, but the faith you do have over small things, you don't know. That may motivate the sister on Instagram over here that's going to lose her mind because she ain't got enough money to pay her phone bill. You've been in that position, but you didn't stress out. You had a plan. You worked this out, but you don't even know. Sharon, your, look, your testimony may, may save somebody from suicide. I've had people DM me say, man, I have... You have stopped me from committing suicide. I don't know what I said. I, what I Man, I'm just telling my journey, man. But, man, it got you to stop from killing yourself. We never know how we impacting people. And we may look at it, oh, that ain't nothing. That's small, man. I shoot all I did was da-da-da-da. And you don't even know that da-da-da-da is difficult for They didn't even fathom that. So be grateful for where we are, man. I know we want to be much stronger, much bigger, much wiser, more better. But, man, somebody way behind us saying, man, I sure wish I was right there. And we're not even grateful for a guy got us there right now. So thank you all for listening. I got to hop on my meeting. I'm actually one minute late. So um, no problem, Brother Jay. Uh, make sure y'all invite somebody tomorrow. The goal is over 100. We gonna, we gonna, even if we got to get there in December, man, we at 50, then we might hit 60 and 70. But let's get to 100. If I, everybody on this call just invited two people, we'll get there tomorrow. Okay? Well, not invite, but got them to actually come on. We'll get there tomorrow. So thank y'all for listening. I'll see you guys, God willing, tomorrow morning. Peace.